You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864-TRIPLE-M. Yeah, g'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and this is our podcast version on the Listener app and great to have you on board. So we've got plenty happening in this edition of the uh, podcast uh, coming up. My full unedited chat with uh, one of the icons of Australian music uh, from the Little River Band, Glenn Shorrock, he joined us. So we'll uh, give you that. There's also a couple of versions of You Can't Be Serious coming up and uh, as well as that, Friday Foodies. And we kick it off with one of the uh, all-time favourites at this time of the year as we talk dribble and give you some tips that you're probably best off avoiding in the little thing that we call the smelly boot. All right, thanks to Bottle Mart. Let's check out the rest of Round 11 after Magic Round last weekend. And, boy, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, as I welcome our tipsters, say uh, good morning, Gov. Good morning, mate. How you going? How'd, the, uh, how'd you pull up after the fall? Oh, tell you what. <laughs> I, I'm 52. I feel like I'm 92. Uh, it, it hasn't been great. But, uh, look, I, I took as big a fall as Parramatta did going from the penthouse to the outhouse, uh, having beaten Penrith and then gotten beaten by the Roosters. But, look, it happens. Uh, and as I say, it was a, a great uh, weekend once again. Uh, Paul Solid Rudy from k Plumbing Supplies in the Western Clydesdales. Yeah, it was absolutely great being down there. Big difference uh, being down there Saturday when it was wet and drizzly to being down there Sunday when it was beautiful and sunshiny and a little bit more open football. Disappointing with the Eels, but uh, the magic round, I'm glad to see it's still in Brisbane for a few more years. It's a great, great initiative. I had a great uh, day down there on the Sunday uh, with my son, apart from the fact that I... Went bunty up. Anyway, you might have been pushed by a rooster. Well, it could have happened. I'm I'm wondering if there was a sneaky trip. Uh, but anyway, uh, what can you do? They certainly got a good laugh out of it. Nonetheless, yeah, they could probably get six weeks for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the round 11 after last night's clash. We take you to Leichhardt Oval, and it's the Tigers taking on the Bulldogs. Uh, obviously solid. Uh, things have not been good there for some time in the Bulldogs camp. Uh, Trent Barrett now, he's uh, gone, <coughs> fallen on the sword, and Mick uh, Potter comes in as the interim coach. Or will he really be? Is he just the figurehead with Gus pulling the strings behind the scenes? Yeah, well, I don't really know. I think we'll find out if Gus is pulling the strings on um, the results of the Bulldogs. Uh, Look, disappointing for Trent Barrett, of course, but he probably needed more time there to prove himself. But I'm not a fan of him as a coach anyway, so I'm glad that he's gone. Um, I'm hoping they're on the upward with that. But, look, West Tigers have got a few out this weekend too with injuries, so I'm actually going to go with the Bulldogs to... um, to turn the turn it around and uh, beat the West Tigers. Well, I don't think we ever had any doubt about that. What 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 was it you said of Trent Solid. Barrett as being a coach? <laughs> I couldn't coach a taco vine over an outhouse. <laughs> that's that's very good. Uh, all right, he's as solid as a rock, uh, Gov. I, I don't think there was any surprise about that. Uh, I I don't know that I'm quite as confident. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Tigers. What are your thoughts? I'll tell you what, Barrett's been gone for two minutes and Solid's knocked him already. Oh, he's not bad, year. is he? He's not <laughs> bad. I was knifing him while he was there. He was, I was too. Gus, I was plunging it for him. He was. I just didn't have that on tape. I do now. Now, poor, with... poor old Paul Vaughan. He didn't even get the barbecue organised because no. Brent went so quick. Brent Naden, he jumped ship too. He's over at West Tigers ready to line up against them. Yes. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, only he's only a winger, Gov. He's only a winger. 
Luke Brooks is out for the Tigers. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know where the solid theory about they bounce back after the Bulldogs getting all that um, drama. I'm going to go up to Tigers. I just think that maybe uh, Madge has got them up for this one. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. All right, Barramatta need to do exactly that and bounce back at 5-8. to eight. They'll take on the Manly Seagulls. It's the old foe, the old Tui's commercial. Here we go again, Manly and Para. Uh, Para come in as favourites, but I'll tell you what, uh, last week they weren't that convincing. Uh, we'll get to solid in a moment, uh, but Gov, your thoughts? Yeah, look, as you alluded to, uh, Eels and the Seagulls, traditional rivals, and this should be an absolute belter, but unfortunately... Um, the Eagles got smashed last week by uh, Brisbane. Uh, Eels, they're poking along, sort of up and down. They they had a little bit of trouble, but I think um, they should get away at this one after um, the Roosters' effort last week. Well, they certainly don't like the heat, it would seem, solid, because uh, it fell apart in Darwin, uh, 30 degrees. It was 29, feels like 31, when they hit the field on Sunday afternoon at Suncorp. It'll be much kinder for them at Combank Stadium uh, tonight. So which way do you see it going? Uh, and I, I'm sure there's no doubt about this. Yeah, look, I'll go with the Eels. I think they'll bounce back. The Eagles are in a bit of disarray, and there is talk that uh, Tom Travojevic may not be uh, taking the field tonight. So I'll stick with the Eels. I think um, Brad Arthur might have been giving them a, a pretty good talking to during the week. Yeah, you'd be right about that. All right, Saturday's games, uh, and it'll see the Warriors taking on St. George Illawarra at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Uh, we'll get to you in a second, Gov. Solid. Uh, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Warriors, actually. Um, I think they can uh, get up over the Dragons. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Warriors this weekend. I'll stick with the Dragons. Say, uh, Gov? Yeah, look, the Dragons couldn't deliver that killer blow against the Titans last week. And as a result of that, um, young Sloan, the fullback, he's been dropped. Cody Ramsey switches to the fullback from the wing. Um, Moses Monbai comes from the fullback position into cover. McCulloch at um, the hooking role. Yeah, gee, look. Tough one. I see the Warriors have picked a huge forward pack, so it looks like they're going to try and take them up the middle. Um, yeah, tough one at home, but I'm going to stick with the Dragons. Of course. All right. Queensland Country Bank Stadium then. North Queensland Cowboys, they've uh, been on a little bit of a roll, but they come up against the Melbourne Storm, who, of course, will be smarting for a, May, uh, a loss to Penrith. They were missing a couple of key players, but, uh, gee whiz, you'd have to think they're going to bounce back solid. Yeah, you'd think so too. The the Storm, they, they were missing their spine really with uh, Brandon Smith out but also with um, Pappenhausen and Jerome Hughes if they're back this week you'd think the Storm's going to bounce back and I'll go with them to get the Cowboys. I'm on the Storm uh, how do you see it going Gov? Yeah look Cowboys are playing really good football um, playing with a lot of confidence look if they're ever going to get the Storm probably going to be this weekend at home with um, the Storm out of sorts. Having said that Young Wishart playing fullback for the Storm he had a forgettable night um, he's back at fullback again um, Solid just said, Jerome Hughes, he's back at halfback, and Brandon Smith starts for the injured Solomona. So I just think they've got too many good players, the Storm, not to be able to um, be competitive in this one. But I reckon it's going to be a good game. It yeah, will Storm. be a good game. And so too will the next game, another cracking 7.30 Saturday night game to be home for. Uh, this one at the Sydney Cricket Ground uh, as the Roosters take on the Panthers. So the Roosters were a bit up and down. They'd be uh, happy with the win against the Eels last week. And, of course, the Penny Panthers destroyed the, uh, the Melbourne Storm. Uh, will they continue to win, Gov? Yeah, look, the Roosters did a good job last week defeating the Eels, but yeah, look, the Panthers were just brilliant. They've got no injuries. I think they win again. I do too. Solid? Yeah, I think so. With the Panthers, I'll continue on the way. No Radley for the Roosters. 
Um, and they're talking about Warrior Hargraves might go back to the bench for um, Lindsay Collins. I'd be starting him and playing him every minute I could. That Warrior Hargraves is a good footballer. So I'll go with the Panthers. All right. Apex Oval then in Dubbo is where we head to some great country footy as the Rabbitohs take on the Canberra Raiders. Now, I've been backing the Raiders for the last couple of weeks and they've been coming up with the goods. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I've got a sneaky feeling they can do it again. Uh, what are your thoughts, Solid? Yeah, actually, they've been uh, very surprising. They played really good football on the weekend. Yeah. I enjoyed watching their game. And uh, that Papali, he was playing fantastic football. Uh, liked the little replacement hooker that come on. He was very dynamic around there. They've got a few coming back. So I reckon the Raiders will get up over the Rabbitohs this oh, weekend. Oh, the butcher. Uh, Gov, it's all down to you, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got no good news for the butcher. I can give you the tip. Oh, oh dear. Oh, oh yeah, the kids are dead on the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> look everyone the out there, get on the rabbit. Oh, dear. Raiders played tough opposition last week in Cronulla. Um, South just beat the Warriors, and they weren't exactly over the moon. But, yeah, I think the Raiders. Sorry, butcher, but, oh, yeah, I think the Raiders. It's truth. All right. Uh, now, the final game, Seabus Super Stadium, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the Sharks go into this one roaring favourites according to the bookies. Would you agree with that, Gov? Yeah, look, I see um, Fitzgibbons got in touch with ScoMo. We saw him put that shot on that young bloke in the <laughs> paper this morning, so he's got to try and sign him for uh, the later part of this season if he hasn't got a job after this weekend. So um, I see that they've switched uh, Hines from fullback back into the halfback position. Trindle didn't do a real good job steering the Sharks around there last week. Um, I think with Hines there... Um, he'll probably get him around. They're going to miss Finucane. He's out injured, but I think they bounce back in this one. Mm, all right. Uh, I'm on the Sharks. Solid? Yeah, well, ScoMo's going to be facing the judiciary on Saturday, mate. He mightn't be available for Sunday. <laughs> he was tackled without the ball, that young fella. I mean, you can't do around, that. It was high up around the head. Very too, so. much so. He's yeah, gone. good hit from the ScoMo. So That's anyway, hopefully he gets his job back, but <laughs> he might be available Sunday. We're not real sure. Look, I'm going to go at the Titans. I thought the Sharks were terrible. Whoa. No Dale Finuc in there. Nico Hines was actually one of the worst players on the field for the Sharks the other week. He, he was dropping everything. Um, they, they they seem lost without um, the, the players that are out. Will Kennedy, particularly at fullback, directing them in uh, defence. So I'm going to go with the Titans to actually get the Sharks. Well, we probably shouldn't He's have been solid. surprised at that. He's as solid as a rock. <laughs> Uh, So there's no dramas there. He's picked the dogs, he's picked the eels and the titans. He's got the trifecta and all three of them are probably going to uh, be wishing he didn't. But anyway, that is the smelly boot. What's happening locally, Solid? Yeah, it's all happening. So the Wagner's Clydesdales have got a home game this weekend. They didn't get on the field last week. It's been um, postponed that game against Townsville due to flooding. So they're playing this Sunday at 1.45 out of Pittsworth uh, when Pittsworth have the home game. A couple of really good matches this weekend. They uh, match up between Newtown and Brothers on Saturday night. It's going to be a cracking game. And then on uh, Sunday, you've got Gundawindi, the battle of the top two, Gundawindi and Waddles uh, out of Gundy at 2.30. So some really good rugby league to be played this weekend in the Toowoomba Rugby League. Fantastic. All right, well, enjoy the footy and uh, we will talk again next Friday, boys. Cheers. Absolutely. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And when I saw the headline, IKEA causes chaos, I immediately assumed they'd finally put a figure to the amount of divorces caused by their diabolical flat packs. You know, those pre-packed wood plastic demons with scant instructions and an Allen key that'll take you from, here darling, let me put that together for you, to this... (laughs) 
in less time than it takes the words transgender athlete to trigger Piers Morgan. But no, the real story is even more shocking. The furniture giant has revealed its Swedish meatballs aren't actually Swedish. IKEA is one of Sweden's most famous exports behind ABBA, Volvos and pickled herrings. And anyone who's been to their furniture stores will tell you that their iconic meatballs are not to be missed. In fact, about a billion meatballs are sold by the retailer each year and they play a huge role in the brand's identity, with hungry shoppers just as keen to get their hands on the tasty dish as they are on the flat-packed furniture. The meatballs served with mash, a light gravy and ligon berry jam appear to be quintessentially Swedish. But this isn't actually the case. According to the Furniture Giant's official Twitter account, the meatballs didn't actually originate from Sweden. Instead, they'd been imported from what is now modern-day Turkey. So does that make them turkey meatballs? Anyway, fans of the meatball were torn by the revelation, with some saying their whole life has been a lie. Over the years, the Furniture Giant has launched new versions of the meatballs, including a spicy version, which they claim are 100% Swedish, although I have a suspicion they may have come from Chile. And for some, it got even worse, as they found out Swiss cheese isn't Swiss, French fries aren't French, and Rocky Mountain oysters aren't actually oysters. You cannot be serious! I've often said that we tend to throw the terms legend and icon around a little bit too much these days, but when you talk about these two blokes, say, I think it is apt and probably even an understatement what they've done for the Australian music industry. Uh, and I'm talking Glenn Shorrock and Brian Cadd there, bringing this incredible show, The Two Amigos, to the Empire Theatre Sunday the 5th of June. If you're lucky, you might still be able to get a ticket on the Empire Theatre's website. And what a great night it's going to be. And I'm thrilled to say I've got one half of the show, Glenn Shorrock joining me for breakfast. Good morning to you, Glenn. Good morning, Lee. Nice to be with you. Uh, this is going to be a, a wonderful show full of great music and wonderful memories, and I know quite a few laughs along the way, and I know that's been important to you. I, I heard you say once that if Elvis hadn't have come along, you would have liked to have been instead the new Peter Sellers. Thus was your love of having a laugh uh, with people. Oh, indeed, yeah. I grew up, you know, as a boy in England before migrating here in the 50s and um, we didn't have television back then we had, we had radio and there was a program called The Goon yes, which was Peter Sellers and Spike Milligan and Harry Seacombe mm-hmm. and yeah I was a big fan of that and I, I, I just liked uh, Peter Sellers' style I liked his, um, his knack of being able to mimic um, accents and uh, create characters verbally um, and I I found myself just doing that at school you know just uh, uh, annoying my teachers and stuff <laughs> and um, yeah I, I and also it, it helped in the early days when I started to realize I could sing um, I started to you know sound like Elvis a little bit sound like uh, Jane Jean Vincent a little bit the Everly brothers a little bit. So uh, and and then as the um, as the time went on and it shifted over to England, uh, I was able to m- mimic Paul Jones and Man from Man and a little bit of Jagger, um, uh, and it just helped my uh, career really. 
Yeah, and I mean that British invasion. I mean, I know at one stage uh, with the the Twilights. I mean, you, you guys were doing the entire Sergeant Pepper's album uh, live yeah. in sequence, and and that sort of thing uh, before you then form what was being labelled. And I know that you've not always liked this title, but because they tried to bundle you in with the likes of Traffic and Blind Faith and that sort of thing, a, a super yeah. group. And this is where you came together with Brian. Yes, indeed. Uh, but I've known Brian in Melbourne since yes. I came from Adelaide with the Twilight, and um, both of our bands split up at about the same time. His his the group split up, and my Twilights split up, and um, we just found ourselves uh, talking about. Well, it was Ian, it was at Ian Melville's place actually. Wow. We had a, we had a chat about putting a band together. Uh, at that time, I had a bit of a hiatus from uh, performing and started ma- managing the Brisbane Avengers, of all people. Right. Uh, and I managed them, not for a very long period of time, because I was just too frustrated. I couldn't get out there, you know. Yeah. I'd take, I'd take the band to where I used to work on stage and have to stand there and look at them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you wanted to be out there front and centre. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Brian and I uh, said, Look, you know, we'll, we'll get Chris Dockley and we'll get uh, from Campac, that was a band in Melbourne, and uh, the Valentine's drummer, Doug Lavery, joined, and we had Axiom. And, you know, that that did pretty well. You know, we, we got to England and had a crack at it again. Um, but um, it, we didn't last that long. You know, it only lasted about two years. And uh, a couple of the guys didn't enjoy the English weather. And yes. uh, Brian went back to... To Australia to form the bootleg family, and uh, I, I stayed on in, in England until 1975, uh, late 74. I came back to Australia then, after five years or so in, in London, trying to move forward there. But I, I started to write a lot of good material, and then I had that meeting with uh, Bertels and um, Goble and Glenn Wheatley and Derek Polici on drums, and uh, we hatched a plan for returning to Australia and putting a, a band together to attack America. Because for, for well, the first decade or so, Australian bands all went to England yes. and tried to further their careers. No one ever thought, you know, that the nirvana of America would accept it because you needed, you know, they didn't need another pop band at the time. Well, that's right. And, I mean, they didn't really understand where you were from. I know you were asked, you know, how you speak such good English. And I know, too, which is a testament to your live performances, you were constantly asked, why do you sound just like your records? Yes, that's right. Which, you know, Uh, it's extraordinary. And I think your wonderful quote was, well, whose records would we sound like? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but um, Americans have a, a way of doing that. You know, they oh, I'm dumb where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Little Addy gets your gun. Uh, but, uh, you know, extraordinary what you did there with Little River Band uh, to really put us on the map because most, uh, you know, acts were, you know, very short-lived or they were doing Amer- American stuff or English stuff. You were doing something that was made and produced in Melbourne and and yeah. doing it on the international stage. And that changed everything for so many bands to come. Yes, and that's something that I'll always be proud of. Ah, that we opened, absolutely. We, we opened the door for 
uh, traffic in between the two countries across the Pacific, and that, that goes on to this day, and is even more widespread now. I mean, Australian music is purely in, uh, bona fide international music uh, alongside all the others around yeah. the world. And, um, yeah, LRB opened the door. Men um, at Work came behind. Air Supply, in excess, of course, had great success. And, um, you know, Midnight Oil, every, well, everybody's had success now in, in the States, and that's good. Absolutely it is, and it's been, it really put the country on the map. But uh, it was you guys that were pioneering that. Uh, and that, you know, of course, throughout all of that, you've got this wonderful long-running friendship with uh, with Brian Cadd. And, and yeah. when you come together now, I'd imagine the hardest thing would be deciding on what songs you're going to perform. I and mean, there'd be a few that you, you just have to, uh, but there's plenty yeah. that you've got to choose from. That must be one of the most difficult decisions to make for each night. Yes, but we're not telling our story specifically. We're... Well, well, we are, but we're doing it through our our influences. So, you know, we do a lot of um, important songs to us. Um, but, but as you said, you know, we've got a plethora of material. So, there are times in the show where where Brian and I do separate songs at the same time. <laughs> I uh, now I I'm talking about you being a pioneer and and you continue that even now because you were one of the first during COVID to do a, a drive-in theatre concert. Yes, but I didn't in- instigate that. Um, but I, I've done uh, a, a guy called Mark Krastowski. Yep, um, pioneered that sort of stuff. Okay, and now and that's done a lot now around the country, and that's what's happening in my career right now. And and Brian's and Russell yes. and uh, Ross, you know, we're all joining together in various places around the country. Um, there's a, we we did the um, the Blues Fest a while back, or yes. I did the Blues Fest uh, a while back, and also what's the one in um, in the middle of Australia? Oh yes, uh, at the uh, the Big Red at uh, yeah, that the one big, there. Yeah. That is magnificent. Yes, and I yeah, saw I've that you were that, on that line. I've done that twice now. I love that. That's it. That and they have one. They have one in Broken Hill about a month ago, and I did that. That was to about ten thousand people in the middle of nowhere. Wow! It just <laughs> yeah, goes to show amazing, you. That... It's amazing the way that these things catch on, and uh, people really like to do it. But boy, if they said, um, "Do you want to go to a concert?" And I'd say, "Yes." Yeah. So, well, well, it's in Broken Hill. I've said, <laughs> oh, oh well, uh, I've. I've I'm a bit old for that sort of thing now. <laughs> well, I don't think you're ever going to be too old to do what you do because, boy, oh boy, the crowds just continue to turn up, and rightly so. The music is timeless. The stories, just absolutely brilliant, and there will be plenty of both yeah. on this very special night. Sunday, the 5th yes. of June, Shorrock and Cab, the two amigos. So we can't wait for you to be here in the Garden City. And uh, as always, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honour to talk to you, and thank you for the music music and uh, and thank you for your time this morning lovely nice to talk to you Lee. all the best triple m's friday foodies with Kristen o'brien well this is my favorite time of the week as you know because we get to talk all things at food and we do it with Kristen o'brien from dine darling downs good morning Good morning, Lee. How are you going? Look, I'm pretty good. Looking forward to the weekend coming up. It's going to be, you know, fine-ish. There might be a shower or two about, but ah, oh, still a great excuse to get out of the house, grab a bite to eat, maybe listen to some live local music as well. And uh, I know you've got some great places for us to check out this weekend, yeah? Well, I do. And let's start with tonight at the Met Hotel 
kicking off at 7.30pm with Shark Drive. Now, this is Triple M producer Rob's very own Band of Brothers, and uh, they will be playing their brand-new single, Imminent Hard Drive Failure, amongst some other great tunes tonight. Um, For eats at the Met, I would definitely recommend the Loaded Fries with chorizo, cheese and spicy jalapenos. I order this dish every time I go to the Met. I know it sounds like fries, but it's extra all the way. Um, And, of course, the burgers at the Met, um, they're always on point. Really good. They are. It's fantastic food. And good on Robbie and his brothers. Uh, It'll be a great night and day. How's your uh, 50 for that? Uh, Absolutely brilliant. Now, uh, those cheeseburgers, those steak burgers there at uh, the Met, even the chicken burger with the chipotle mayo and chili jam. Oh, it's just delicious. All great casual dining options while you listen to some great music at the Met in uh, Ruthven Street. So you go there this weekend. And that, of course, happening tonight with Robbie and the boys. The lineup is strong. Check out their Facebook page for all the details. Uh, Sunday. Days. I think that's a great day too to kick back and relax and maybe recover from the big Friday. Uh, and you've got a tip on where you can meet your friends for a great Sunday sesh and enjoy an affordable lunch as well. Well, who doesn't love a good Sunday sesh? I know you and I do, Lee. So the Sunday sesh at Club Toowoomba in Hume Street is a great afternoon out. Vicky Q will be playing lots of great covers and some originals from 1 to 5pm this Sunday, and Club Toowoomba have great value lunch menu options. So that's what they're quite famous for, actually. Uh, starting from just $10, they also have a brilliant kids menu too, so you can afford to take the whole family along this Sunday. That's great. Lunch specials for members, they start from just $10 each, and they include the chicken schnitzel, battered fish, house-made lasagna, fresh pasta dishes, all served with chippies and fresh salad. And they actually have an event coming up in June, an evening with fatty Vorton. That's June 4 for all the footy fans out there, or Maroon fans I probably should say. Uh, for more details on this, check out Club Toowoomba on Facebook. They've got great food, live music and some really cool events coming up. And You can even check out what's happening right here in Toowoomba on the foodie scene just by listening to us every Friday and by following Dine Darling Downs on Facebook, Instagram and their easy to use website and director activity. It is brilliant. Go to dinedarlingdowns.com.au and of course uh, we will talk to you again next week. I look forward to that, and good luck tonight, Producer Rob. We'll see you at the Met Hotel. That's $75 now. (laughs) $75.